Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Wow. Uh, Welcome to, I don't remember the name of my show, I'm so flabbergasted right now. The 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Oh yeah, welcome to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. This is, you know. (laughs) I can't, I can't do it. I can't even start the show right. But it's it's one of those things where this might be possibly the craziest thing we've ever talked about on the show. And we've talked about some stuff. Not like this. Not like this. Man, but we've talked about some craziness. Not, but we not. talked about last week how the two kids were doing a, a cooking thing about black people. That ain't crazy. We, That's not crazy. I, I mean it's racist, but it's not crazy. What we about to talk about now is all the way live crazy. Man, <laughs> like, I can't right now. You like, better find a way because we got a show to do. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. <laughs> like, this, and this is why, this is the number one reason why I don't watch the press conferences from the White House. I can't because I clearly would not be able to do anything in life <laughs> if I watched this <laughs> because... The fact that, one, we have to fact check the fact that he even said this. Because then later on, he said, I didn't say that. Actually, he said he didn't say it. He said he was being sarcastic. And the uh, the press secretary or his group said that we, we all, meaning America, took it out of context. Yeah. And I was, and I almost gave him the, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> We all did collectively as a country. <laughs> I mean, so, okay, let's, by just basically saying this up front, this is by far the weirdest beginning to five-minute warning ever. Because usually, but usually I start the show, hey, welcome to five-minute warning, you know, happy-go-lucky, yada, yada, yada. I couldn't even start the show right because of the craziness <laughs> That is going on in Washington D.C. And I'm not editing this out either. I'm gonna keep Please it right don't. up in there. Please don't. I'd rather you right not. Oh man. I, oh man. man. So. So wait a minute. Actually, you know what? My question is: Is last night while I was at work, I messaged you about this, presuming that you knew. What was your reaction? I mean, before you hit me back, when I said what I said, what? Or actually, when I told you to go find it, you found it. What was your initial reaction to this? Bruh. 
Okay. That's a good start. <laughs> I mean, you know, actually, that's the clean version of what I said. Okay. I, I said that. the other B word. Wow. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> like, I can't. Wow. This might be the dumbest thing he's ever said. Like, literally. Don't and say he that. said a lot of incompetent things. I'm this sorry. may be it. Man, I'm telling you, don't say that because he'll top you. Man. He'll, I mean, he is his. He is a walking hold my beer. Don't say that. And people want to reelect this dude. I, I realize that. But I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be the dumbest thing he ever says. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You don't even have any words right now, do you? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my voice. <laughs> trying to, to find his voice. <laughs> the ignorance, because, like, like there's a lot of ignorance in this world. It is like a ton. Absolutely. And we talk about a lot of it on the show. We do. But like this, I mean, this gets the gold star. This is next level. Absolutely. Yeah. So, he says, "Quote." I see the disinfected where it knocks it out in one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. Unquote. Yes, that was said. I am not injecting Lysol into my body. Well, actually, that's I'm not, not even... drinking bleach. But did you hear about I... the, the part about the light? Oh, yeah, because he, he questioned why ejecting people with disaffected, exposing patients' bodies to UV light could help us treat the coronavirus. Because one of the things he said earlier, his pseudo coming true, maybe, possibly, but they can't, they can't sit here and say, yeah, that's it. He said the warmer it gets, the, the you know, the coronavirus will then... Um, go down because it can't stand the heat because it happened in the winter, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, that's not really a horrible comment because honestly, I'm not an idiot, but I was kind of thinking that. Sure. I was like, well, I guess it's going to get warm and it's probably going to do some work on it. I'm not, I didn't think it was going to cure it like cancer or something, but right. yeah, I think it would slow it down because sure. the heat, you know, Right, because if that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have a second round in the fall. So you're right about that. Exactly. So, but the, but the fact that he wants us to drink Lysol or inject it, I mean, huh? I, you know what? <laughs> How about this? Wait a minute. I'll do this huh? after you. Yeah. If you yeah, can, if yeah. you can get on TV and inject yourself with Lysol, and I need it checked three times by three individual different people before you put it in your body. Because I don't want you to give me no fake stuff that looks like bleach and smells like bleach, but it's water. <laughs> I never even thought of that. <laughs> Come on, man. Jim Jones, man. Wow. Jim Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. I mean, the only messed up thing he did was to drink the stuff himself. He drunk the Kool-Aid with the set. With the cyanide in it. I was going to say, he, yeah, he was right along with him. Nah, yeah. fool, you drink the Kool-Aid without. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but stupid is a stupid does. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, this dude said, drink some like, man, stop. Can't, because like, it happened. He said this on TV. Yes. He said this in a press. Yes. Yeah. 
after for two days, he ain't said nothing. Like, cause I did I did some research, you know. He for a couple of days, he ain't say nothing. Oh really? I thought this was like in you know, cause I thought he was happening having pressers like every day. Well, he is, but the like a day or two before this, he wasn't there. Oh okay. And okay. Pence did it. Right, that's right. Bula told me about that earlier. That now it makes sense. Yeah, okay. And surprisingly, okay. Pence is smart enough not to say stupid stuff, right? Because you know, even well, though I mean, a- he he reads off a statement, he keeps it to the facts, and he keeps it moving, and it, it's yeah. over. But for him, I mean, oof. yeah, you know, and you know, Pence Pence's stuff is kind of questionable anyway. But at least he's smart enough not to deviate from what he got in his face, right? You know, so then. That's that. And here's the second one. Quote, I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body. Hold on, man. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I told you. Did you get? What? I was going to ask you if you get your, are you going to uh, make an appointment at the uh, patient first to get your light enema? <laughs> light enema <laughs> out too, please. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Blue light special. Oh, or brown light special, whatever. Oh, see, there you go. Hey, yeah, I hey. had to. Could, come on, man. You can't stop that train. Man. <laughs> this train's been last for almost four years, and we stopped it yet. I know. And, and, and they tried to give it another four. Man, stop. I can't. It's so, happening. I can't. It's happening. I keep telling. Every week I tell you this. It's happening, man. So... Ah, let me let me start over. I, I'm sorry, I had to stop myself. I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through skin or some or in some other way. What? You heard it. You heard it. And I think you said you're going to test that too. So we'll see. But the whole concept of light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Okay. And he 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 looked like he was. This was serious for him. It's not like he was laughing, like, get out of here, you're crazy. It's not like he was even like, really? Nah, that can't be right. No, nah, he was serious when he said that. So, let me ask you a question. <laughs> sure. Shoot. What's up? If the light killed it in one minute, we got this big thing out here called the sun. Truth. That kill it, that ain't killing nothing. Nope. So that defeats your argument already. Like, I don't get it. You're not supposed to. Again, I told you, when you when you try to rationalize the irrational without becoming irrational, you can't rationalize. <laughs> I keep People telling you this. The idea of exposing patients to, quote, ultraviolet or just very powerful light. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is happening, bro. Absolutely. Man, I could not wait for the day after last night. I promise you, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Because <laughs> I had I had time to digest this. Where you found out just yesterday, and it's like, what? Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about that light enema thing all day. I've been wanting to ask you that all day. Five minute one and 19 at gmail.com. If you are voting for this fool, I need to know why. <laughs> I need you to explain to me 
why you are voting for him. But now, see, are you I don't need your name. I just I need you to send me an email saying why. Because if this guy says that light can stop the coronavirus as long as we input it into your body. Or, hey, you know, that Lysol kills it dead once it's sprayed on it. Why don't we spray some of that in our lungs and that I need to know why you're voting for this dude. Like I just I do. I mean, I'm not trying to be facetious here because I need to know the mental stability of the people who are voting for him because I do not get it. And on top of all that, right before we went on the air, Boo Love said, Yeah, it's been about thirty thousand cases of um poison in New York. No, just thirty. Just thirty. Excuse me, thirty. Hey man. Natural selection. <laughs> Natural selection. Now we're back to that again. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, man. I mean, I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong here? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you know if, what? You know, if they were children, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like the age of ten and up, nah, dog. If you're a grown adult, no. Nah. But I mean, you no. know, when we learned about natural selection, it was all about the strongest survive. It didn't have anything to do with stupid. But now you're you, right. I mean, the more you, you just said yourself, this, the strongest survive, so the weakest go. But I mean, usually we, on their own accord. But see, nah, but see, weak and stupid aren't mutually exclusive. Now, because you just nah, but I'm saying you actually have to nowadays. You actually have to include strong, weak, stupid. Nah, you have to. I disagree. <laughs> I, 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 well, I completely disagree. disagree. Why? If you are natural selection, you dumb. Like it doesn't matter how strong you are mentally. You ain't got it. But see, no, that's not true because we still have to involve natural. I mean, we still have to involve natural natural selection like when a lion eats a gazelle that's natural selection and i disagree with that why that's not natural selection that's just do you eating it just so happens it has to be you you know what hold on hold on man but when you got now if you said a gazelle was running and they jumped off a cliff and thought they could fly yeah that's natural selection no, that is part of natural selection. I'm saying no, no, right now that the, the dumb gazelle and the gazelle get, that gets eaten need to be involved in the entire landscape of natural selection. No. What? How do you figure this, man? Because, man, it's... Look, man, I, I can't <laughs> sit here. You know, if somebody dies just because... That's the food chain, man. You know what? You know, you know? I'll, have to, I'll okay. I understand what you're saying. And that, okay, okay, I get that. But we still have to involve stupid. Stupid was never part of this until now. Stupid is all of this. <laughs> they don't. It, they don't evolve. They evolve into stupid. <laughs> Even though the definition is clearly, you know, different. But look, man, it's what it is. We evolve into intelligent beings and we do crazy things and we may do some stupid things however if you don't evolve if you evolve negatively 
I mean, that's that's a you problem. I agree. And that ain't everybody. No, it's not. You know, that's why natural selection is only for the few. Because those are the only ones who are affected by it. Understood. I understand where you're coming from. I do. I mean, if you're going to drink Lysol, dude, I mean, I can't help you with that. There, there's nothing there's nothing before or after you doing that has helped you by making that decision. Truth. Because, because, because I was sitting there thinking about it. It's like before he said anything, these people would have never ingested any of this because, number one, it clearly states on the on the label on the can. Do not ingest. Exactly. Do not put in your eyes. If you, if so, go see a doctor right away. It says that on every can. It has said that on every can since it's manufacturing. Jim Jones, man. Jim Jones. <laughs> and yeah, because Jim Jones, a la, or, you know, AKA Donald Trump, sure, says whatever. anything he wants to, and then people go out and do it. The fact that there are at least 30 people who've done this in New York State. Or New York City, that already bothers me because for every thirty, there's probably two people in Kentucky who've wow. already done it. You just gonna pick on Kentucky today? Yo, man, Kentucky's done, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, all I'm saying is I just took those thirty that Boo Love told me about, and I just multiplied it by at least five because you have to consider. That's a metropolitan area. I got to believe all the metropolitan areas did it. And then all the people in between that we don't know about. Yeah, it's it's a lot more than what I even imagined. I'm telling you, man. I, I, just, I mean, you know what this reminds me of? And this is the sad part. This reminds me of a Criminal Minds, um, a Criminal Minds episode where kids were getting online and they were... Some dude who they couldn't see. Looking at the same bag of chips that I would want to look at. We'd have been looking at the same bag of chips. Yeah. Now I gotta wait for that person not to look at the chips and he might be reading it, reading the ingredients on it. Yeah. And I gotta wait 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, come on, y'all for real? But yeah. yes, for real. That's where we are right now. Yeah, I forgot to tell you because when I, I stopped in, um, when we stopped and I ran into Kroger on a, on a toilet paper hunt. <laughs> When I ran into Kroger today, when I got to the front of the store, the employee that's monitoring at the carts, it was all I could do not to laugh at her. And I understood because it was a point, a space that she was trying to, you know, get me to navigate past. And she wouldn't let me enter the store until the gentleman in front of me was past the onions. She said, once he passes the onions, then you may enter the store. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, okay. All I mean, right. but that's where we are. Yeah, I know. That's where we are. I it's don't... just sad. It, it's 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 sad. It's like I was asking you today. It's like when when do you think we'll be back to normal? When do you think will there ever be, you know, normal? I you know, it's like not to compare nine eleven because it's it's not the same. But, you know, there's there's well, pre 9-11, there's things that you thought about, things that you right. did before 9-11 that you're, you know, for our age and for people around our age, you know, and older, life is different. You can mark it. You know exactly. You remember things that you did before that you don't do now or vice versa. 
And same thing with this. I think it's going to change people. I'm thinking that there's going to be younger kids that will not remember so much. And maybe they will be chill and relaxed later on. But I think for us and people around our age and older, you know, this is going to stick with them forever. You're right. And that's what I was trying to impress on you when you asked me, because... It's going to be a minute before people trust anybody. Yeah. I'm thinking, and I think in this particular instance, I think 9-11 is a great example because as far as getting over it, we have not and we will not. Yeah. Because life changed after that day in ways in which we couldn't have imagined. And now we're accustomed to that life. Right. To where now the life we lived on September 8th yeah. is dead. Yeah. Because just think about TSA. I mean, that's all you have right. to do is, is remember what it was like to fly before and what it's like to fly now. And Exactly. I mean, now we're to the point now where, you know, the best credit card to get is the one that'll give you a free TSA pass. Yeah. You know, you can just zip right through. Yeah. And like I said, on September 8th, 2001, hey, no, there was no TSA. I mean, it was, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Again, it's never the, the life that you led two months ago, two and a half months ago. Um, that life is dead. There will be a life that where you don't have to have a mask on and gloves and all that. But I think that we will be hyper aware of what disease can do, what a pandemic yeah. can do. Um, I think that we'll be better prepared the next time it'll happen because there will be a next time and it will be harder because the disease we're fighting or the virus that we're fighting will be bigger, better, stronger, faster. In some ways, this will be a good thing. But going back to the way we were January 1st, yeah. Wrong answer. That that life is dead. Well, I look at, you know, China, ironically enough, and people there have been wearing masks. I mean, this is not necessarily a new thing to them because they've had other issues in the past that have required them. So that's what I'm wondering. Are we always going to, from now on, have masks handy? Or I, I, I don't know. I just don't know what, you know, this is something we haven't had to deal with since basically 1918 for, you know, this country. Right. And I think we came out of that. But again, that's why I said I think it'll be years before we find a sweet spot to where we're living our lives and we understand the dangers. Right. Right now, we just understand the dangers. We're not living our lives. Yeah. No one is corporately, personally, and everything in between. No one is living their lives loosely. Everybody is just like really, really upset, really frustrated, and all those things. It's going to take, it's going to be, like I said, as, as far as a comparison uh, with uh, 9-11 goes, three years before we started to kind of yeah. understand that we're, we're okay. Right. We have to be vigilant, but we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah, I know. And so speaking of that, that that is a great segue. Now, I go to work every day, Mm -hmm. which is a blessing in and of itself. And I get to be out every day, which is part of the upside to being able to go to work. Right. Now, Ruben, he's locked down and you're locked down. What is it like for y'all to be on quarantine, essentially, and to have to stay inside day in and day out. I can't speak for Ruben. I We haven't had that talk, so I don't know how things are for him. I think he is a little more extroverted, so I, I think he's probably having days where he is really going crazy. And um, But for me personally, your wife is introverted 100%. <laughs> yes, she is, y'all. She ain't lying so, about that. Um, 
I, I was kind of built for this. Um, I think if I was an extrovert, I think I would probably be in pain. I, I'm sure like physical pain, I'd be going crazy. I've seen enough people that I know to be extroverts posting things on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter who are losing their minds right now. It's like house arrest. Uh, it's bad. It's yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm built for it. I my my routine is pretty much the same. I think if I had to stay in completely and not be able to get out every day and run or walk um, the way that I do seven days a week, um, I think I would be I'd be in bad shape. I, that that gets me out. I get fresh air. Get see some sun. Right. See people from a distance. <laughs> see that ain't right. <laughs> Hey, y'all, stay over there. <laughs> exactly. You don't even have to tell people. People do it automatically. And sure. you start running up, and they feel like you're a little bit too close, and they'll, like, scoot over. Um, but I think for the most part, it's not a lot different. I, I think the hardest part for me is is watching the numbers. I think the, the numbers, the stories, I have to limit my social media because... Um, people are really having, not everyone. I mean, some people are, you know, like me, very fortunate. My husband works. My husband is still working and we have money coming in. We're not worrying about bills. Um, and we, we know of people who have been personally impacted by the disease, but not to the extent that we're seeing on the news but if I watch these stories, read these stories too much, it's it's it takes its toll on me. And then watching, I <laughs> you know what I call them, but the daily um, coronavirus briefings that the White House gives every day. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to call it the SS. <laughs> okay, that's because see, on, on this show we use letters, <laughs> and I'm going to just like. It's two four-letter words, but <laughs> we can just call it. My Boo Love calls the the press conferences. Um, Every presser something. he has, the SS. Well, okay, you know, we're gonna go from there. Go yeah, ahead, Laro. Yeah, ahead. just well, just it, it, it's a lot, and they're long, and it's basically garbage for the most part. Um, unless he has Dr. Fauci on there, there's really not much to hear from him. But um, usually, I try to limit that is my only kind of like news for the day I'll watch a little bit of CNN but I just I can't watch it too much it's just it's very it's very depressing it's very hard on the spirit I think um so I think other than that you know I, I do my normal stuff you know make sure my husband has all his little stuff for lunch and dinner at work and laundry's clean and groceries are chopped for you know, everything's neat when you get home from work. And so, you know, I think everything else is kind of, you know, status quo. But I would certainly, I will be glad when we get back to normal or some kind of normal. Because I miss seeing mama. I miss my mama. Yeah. She hadn't been over. I mean, we started to just go by there and throw a, a smoke signal through the window. <laughs> throw, throw, throw a note. Throw a note uh, with a rock. Just throw it, throw it through the window. Hey, y'all. But yeah. she was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I said, you know, she can come to the window. We can roll down the window or crack she, the window. She can't be trusted. She, she'd want to run out and give hugs. And no, no, 
It, it was a sad situation. <laughs> we, went to, we went to the grocery store. We were like five minutes away from there. I said, no, we want to go. I said, no, um, it's okay. She can't be trusted. She, you know, Because I think she's an extrovert. It. She's an extrovert. And I think she misses a lot of things in her life. She does. She misses her routine. She misses all of her little shops that she likes to go to. She misses her friends. And so she's really having a hard time. And she does not... I'm not saying she doesn't believe what they're saying, but my stepfather definitely is more of, we can't go out. We're not supposed to be going out. We're supposed to be staying in. And she likes to just run up to Harris Teeter just to get out and see some people. And you can't do that. Yeah, but she's doing it anyway. But <laughs> it's, out, it's a, it's a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm married into a family of outlaws. But oh you know what? Gosh. I'm not mad. I'm, I can't be <laughs> mad at them because it's like I get it. And like I said before, my perspective is different because yeah. I, I go out to work every day. Yeah. It's not like I'm trapped. My life hasn't changed one lick. I mean, I am so blessed to be in the particular industry in this particular time in history because I make food. Yeah. Or, you know, or in my case, actually, it's beverage, but I still make sustenance. And it's like... There are people out there that had a great job, but at this point, that job don't matter. Right. And either they're an executive or something like that that can, you know, telework, or they've actually lost their job. Yeah. Yeah. And even though unemployment's paying really, really well, when you're making 100K a year, you're, that's not cutting it. And it's like, what do you do? So I'm really kind of fortunate, and I totally get why people are going out anyway. But I will say, for it to be... At the recording of this episode, it is Easter weekend, and it's Good Friday, so, you know, half the country is off. And so we're on the interstate, and we're on the interstate in places where it's historically backed, backed up, up mm-hmm. on, a, on a regular yeah. day. And, it's and now you're Friday. talking about a weekend? Yeah. yeah. And there was no one there. There were a few cars, but yeah, there weren't, there weren't many. It was... It was different yeah. our lives are different yeah i know and there I, well the other thing is you know once again in our world it's we have nothing to to complain about we are blessed but you know our anniversary we couldn't go and do anything for our anniversary and somebody has a birthday coming up and someone was going to go to new york or big birthday and, and there were plans canceled. and yeah everything so now we were gonna Me take too. her to new york on her 50th birthday to one of her favorite plays of all time to see live and it got canceled i mean yeah. i didn't think it would but then like two weeks into it i was like we can't go to new york and she's like well let's wait no because if we're freaking out now why are we going to the epicenter of this we weren't freaking out and well i know we were not personally freaking out but it was really starting to look bad my thing was i and i kept telling you i was really hoping that it was i had a horrible horrible feeling down in my soul i had a horrible feeling but at the same time i was really hoping it was not going to be as bad as what they were saying it was going to be and it turned out to be a lot worse actually <sighs> yeah and your gut is 10 for 10 no. anytime when you said that i was like yeah this is gonna be bad yeah um, but you know what it is what it is uh I don't really care that the money's gone. Uh, I just am very, very blessed in my life right now. I mean, I'm blessed every day, no matter what's going on. 
But, you know, I have a great family doing this show, everything that's happening when it could be sideways in my life right now. So I'm all good. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, but I'm not going to pretend like it's hard for me. It ain't. It's a little stressful because different things are changed, different things I can't do, little things. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm good. Yeah. So the last question in the five. (laughs) Now, we, and there's a reason why I call you Uh, Boo Love. Number one, the reason why I call you Boo Love is because I actually do. (laughs) Number two, it gives you anonymity. Because I, I was always very careful not to put you out there in a way in which someone could find out who you were. And I was very sensitive to that because I know how you are, which makes me appreciate you even more that you're actually doing the show. But it's funny because if anybody knows who you are, then they automatically know who I am. No, that's not true because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people in my world know me as Alton. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. Ruben calls me AG. <laughs> Yeah, but if anyone hears your voice, you, oh, you getting, have a very distinctive voice. Well, maybe, but who's going to chase? Who's going to chase the information? There, I mean, it's a podcast among <laughs> five hundred thousand, uh, so true. the chances okay. are not likely. I got gotcha. that people put two and two together. You know, the only person that would call me that would know if uh, Ruben says AG, who that was, you know, coupled along with the voice, mm-hmm. is Steve and Dave. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, no one goes by that with yeah, me. It's that's like, true. you know, Alton or Al at best. Yeah. You know, so again, I really wanted to cover your anonymity with this <laughs> because I know how sensitive you are. Because if you haven't noticed, she is the teacher that's trying to calm down those unruly <laughs> kids, trying to say, this is your five minute warning. And I was like, I remember when we recorded that. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's that's like scary and sexy all at the same oh my time. Gosh. I was like, do I was you? like, I'm sorry. We'll do it again, Mama. <laughs> With your I love fine you. self. I love you. Because you're you so fine. I used to bad. <laughs> you were sad, and you had your glasses on when you did it. I was like, Lord Jesus. Anyway, hair up in a bun. <laughs> see that? See, see, we gonna go stop. There. We gonna stop. <laughs> see, it's time for this to stop. But I, you know, but I just wanted to know, you know. <laughs> As introverted as you are, how does it feel to be a semi-personality? Because people hear you every week. And it's like we have, I think all together we have about like, I don't know, maybe a hundred. I mean, in total, uh, in total uh, downloads, mm-hmm. about like a like hundred. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, some people listen to more shows than others. Yeah. But all together, the tally has got to be north of 100. So, I mean, people hear you every week mm-hmm. because there isn't, I don't think there's a show out there that no one listened to. Okay. So, people are hearing that every week. Students. <laughs> so, how does it feel to be sort of famous? Now you're making me feel kind of nervous. <laughs> and see, this is why y'all never know her name. <laughs> Is, I don't know. I, that's what I told you. I was going to struggle because you said you were going to ask me that question. I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I am so happy to be your beloved. I'm so glad. That was the <laughs> sweetest thing ever. You know what? That is the answer. That is the answer. That's all I want to be. Okay. <laughs> well, that was the five minute warning in its original structure. I think when Ruben, you know, when this show was a brainchild of his. Uh, he had five things. He talked about five things. He talks about more than five. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he started. Okay, let me let me let me fix that. And the roast begins. <laughs> he started out talking about five things. He did. Bless his heart. But, and, and you know what? And it's not his fault because I think when he's by himself, he is much more structured. Yeah. But I also think, like everybody else in the world, when somebody like pokes something out, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you know, you know what? And I think. That's where these three-hour marathon shows come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're definitely good for poking stuff out of people. I'm just saying because <laughs> he'll say something. I'll be like, I wonder, or what about this or that? Yeah. And he just goes off with it. Yeah. So. I've heard that. Yes. We all have. <laughs> and it's magic. It is. When both of y'all, when y'all get together, I mean, his shows are good with him. and But y'all are, I'm telling y'all, y'all are, y'all are magic. But yes, you're good at poking stuff out. I'm telling and Mo is no better. Oh my gosh. Mo is no better. I think yeah. and he said this one time. He said, man, y'all bring it out of me. And he's right. <laughs> so these are some excerpts from past shows that I thought were particularly funny. Uh-huh. Because and really, really the gauge was how much did this make you cry? Oh my gosh. Did this one give you snot balls? <laughs> did you have to pull over the car for this? And again that's how I gauged them. So I came up with these. Actually, it's not even five. I wanted to stay with five because it would be the theme of the show. Yeah. But I have six. Couldn't help yourself. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> because actually, it's really like 10 of them out there that are hilarious. But I think to get a taste of Ruben, yeah. these six really, really, really help people understand. Because this might be your first time listening. And so if you really want to know what the show is about, and, and really the show is about him, these six things will help you. Now, Boo Love has heard all of these. Not not like I've heard them, but she's heard all of these. But it's been a while. So mm-hmm. what we're going to do is I'm going to set her up like I'm setting y'all up. And then I'm going to play the excerpt. And then Boo Love's going to give her opinion about that. Because there's a couple of them in here. It might get a little heated. <laughs> And really, because, see, I like to instigate. You really do. And I want to know what kind of drama, because, you know, it's one of, one or two of these was like, she was like, I can't believe oh, you know what. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to start. Okay. So the first one is Morris Chestnut. <laughs> Morris Chestnut needs no introduction on this show if you are a regular listener. But what did he ever do to Ruben? I'm just saying. The real Morris Chestnut did nothing. The characters that he played <laughs> obviously has hit a nerve. So we're going to play this excerpt. And that's really the question of the day with this. And you will find out and you will get no answer. But the one thing he does say, you'll have to take it for face value. So here we go. Okay. Next point. So, look, man, we, we had this argument off air. Oh, this sounds like Morris Chestnut. I had this argument with my friends. <laughs> Morris Chestnut, baby. Everybody loves Morris Chestnut. Ricky. Except for me. He's got a problem, y'all. It's not even a problem, man. Like, as a as a person, I don't know him. So no, you it's, don't. It's so, whatever. So okay. this ain't directed toward the person. This Morris is directed Chestnut. toward... No, yeah, that's right. That's, he doesn't... And he did say this. He, this is not directed at the person, Morris Chestnut. It's directed at the incredibly... What did you say? Uh, ideal person he always plays. And he, quote... That dude never loses. He never loses. Never loses. And then, and I'm saying that he lost when he was Ricky. Okay, that was his first Ricky one. lost that day, and that was his first one. His first movie. But you said he never loses, and, and clearly ever. he lost in that. When has he lost since? We ain't talking about that right now. That what do you mean? We ain't talking about that. <laughs> I'm you know, saying, no, and, no, because you led with 
That guy never loses. And he my first lose. name was Ricky. When you ninety nine and one, you don't never lose. Hey, when you ninety nine and one, somebody beat you. And yeah, that dude, and that dude in the red hunt, they beat him that day. I'm just saying that the With only the time he lost, backwards. the only time he lost was his first match, and then he came out and knocked the rest of them out. Even in Best Man Holiday, I knew people might bring it up. His Best wife man died, man. His wife died. But what did he do the next day? He delivered. He the delivered baby. a baby. What I tell you, Circle of Life, man. Man, Morris he won. Chestnut, Circle he won. of Life. He, he won. Lion King. Lion he, King. Man, he won. Lion that, King. Whatever. <laughs> he won. Lion, Lion King. King. Nothing. Circle of he, life. He won. Lost his wife, delivered a baby. I mean, who who does that? Morris Chestnut. Exactly. Screw that guy. <laughs> I mean, ah. he's been trying, they've been trying to kill him. And he comes back and saves the day. Hey. I mean, come on, man. I you, can't do this with this cat. Hey, Morris Chestnut. No. Circle of life. Man, y'all. Morris Chestnut. Circle of life. All the like literally, I think he has a clause in his contract, but like, no. yo, I ain't losing. That's a clause of contract. Whatever you put me in, I ain't losing. Okay. Because ladder, no, no, no. And ladder, see, this this counts as a half a loss. This counts as a TKO, not a KO. Okay. Like Ricky. Ricky was a KO. Okay. And that was his first movie. And when he played the character in Ladder 49 with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And his face got burnt off from that steam. But that's that's a loss, man. But what happened after first, that? No, no, no. First you was pretty, and then you weren't. But what That's happened harsh. after that? What happened after that? He went to the funeral of the dude. And his kids, but he survived. And his kids say he won't Superman no more because he won't cute. That's a loss, man. But he survived. Oh, my God. I said it was a TKO. Nah, man. That was a that was not a TKO. You got a personal problem, man. I'm just saying. You got a personal problem. I mean, let's go ahead to another Let's go ahead to another movie. He okay. Right. They could have lost. What was that movie with, with Jamie Foxx in it? And The Brothers. Perfect example. Fox was in that film. He wasn't in that film, but I just thought about it. The Brothers. Okay. He was a doctor and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he what, he hooked up with Gabrielle Union, and then it's like- Dope, yes. He was like, you know, what does mom say to the to the women? You know, if a man loves you, you get the last piece, piece of food, of on, That's his, right. last piece <laughs> food on his plate. And, and then he got mad because he found out his dad dated her before him, and then he's like- Well, that is, tru- that's awkward, man. Hold on. Then he's like, I can't trust you. Blah, blah, blah. Then he went through half the movie after that with a broken heart. I still love her and all his other crazy stuff. And then what happened at the end of the movie? He gave him the last piece of cake. You know what happened? What? He got her back and got busy. He won. I'm sick of him winning, man. <laughs> this is after. I, can't, I cannot is, live my this life after, no more with you. Hold on. What? This is after. This is after he had to calm down Shamal Moore's um, man, she girl, hurt, man, he had she, a gun. I would have shot Shamar Moore too, man. That dude, he stopped running around. Yeah, but the, she was packing. She was packing a forty-five. She really was, and and shot holes in Bill Bellamy's car. I know in Bill Bellamy's house, and then he he walked out like, "I'm black Superman. You can't do nothing to me, but I love you, girl. And he love you too. So you need to get him back together." <laughs> He really did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he walk. You walk out with a chick in a wedding. You walk out of your house, out of the house with a chick with a wedding dress on and a 45 in her hand. Yeah, that's true. And then she shot twice in two different spots. Yes. Not in him. It was bad. This dude don't lose, man. He don't lose. But what is wrong with that? What's wrong with having a real brown hornet? 
The Brown Hornet. Nobody, Come on, man. Nobody knows who the Brown Hornet is. Well, don't nobody know the, those freaking um, uh, juice references you have either, but we're going to teach them. Yeah. They listen still, to this show, they're going to know who the Brown Hornet I'm is. I'm saying they don't know who he is now. Okay. That's another Bill Cosby character. He in jail don't matter. Hey, the Brown Hornet is not in jail. Bill Cosby is in jail. The Brown Hornet is not in jail. Yeah, you're right. Because exactly. the Brown Hornet is canceled because they don't do Fat Alvin no more. <laughs> you are so mean. Why are you so mean? I'm not mean, man. You are I'm mean. I'm just saying. Oh, it's, my God. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, Mars Chestnut, man, all he does is win. All he does is win, 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 no matter what. Exactly. I'm sick of him winning, man. DJ Khaled. Exactly. I mean, all I do is win. All I'm saying. What was the movie with he him? He got and, one and a half L's, on. man. What was the movie with him and Michael Ealy? When Michael Ealy was stalking it. Michael chick? Ealy didn't get a job done. Yeah. He tried to wreck his car, man. The dude flipped like three times. And you know what? He thought he killed him. Nah, he came back and saved the day because he black Superman. I'm wait sick of him, man. No, because wait a minute. Was this the movie with Gabrielle Union? No, it was. Michael Ealy and what? It's the other. Oh, I'm the perfect sorry. Perfect man? Yes, you got your movies confused. He wasn't in that film. No, not the perfect man. He was in another one. He uh, was in. He was in the movie where ja- Gabrielle Union. It wasn't Gabrielle was, Union. Her dad died. No, she took over the house, and he was the husband. And it was tr- you know trying to get back together, or whatever. And the dude, he you know was, no, and no. it wasn't even he wasn't even in that movie. He was the husband, man. He got knocked over the head. Gabrielle Union took care of business. Nah, you talking about another movie altogether? Hold on. Stop it. See, I'm going to find it now. See, see. We're on the podcast and you're on IMDb. You strong answer. <laughs> I ain't got no shame in my game. You really don't. Yeah, because I'm sick of Mars Chestnut winning. Man, <laughs> you know what? He always going to win. That's why he wasn't in the the other movie. What other movie was that? Uh, uh, I don't remember. What, Boys in the Hood sequel? No, nah, nah. he ain't gonna be in that one because he was rookie. That's that day he lost. Yeah, the only day he got he that lost. L that day. That's why he won't think like a man because he could he couldn't take a loss. He's like, nah, man, I'm gonna lose in that one. I can't do that. But he did it well. So what are you talking about? I mean, you mean what? No, it was um, it was Sanaya Lathan, the perfect guy. It was him. Boom, right there. He's on the cover. Look at this punk. Mm. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, the perfect guy. I mean, what man? Oh yeah, because that's right. Because he stole his watch. And then she was like, yeah. how you get to do it? But yeah, he was supposed to die in that one, but you know, he... But no, he you're right. Chestnut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Brown Hornet! I mean, Under Siege 2, he ain't died in that one. Well, he wasn't supposed to. He was Steven Seagal, but he was a sniveling assistant in that one. He won't no soldier in that one. Because his stuff came apart when old girl oh. jumped out the cake. Don't even worry about that. He even had that whack TV show, Rosewood. Rosewood was dope. Yeah, and what? He had some heart condition or something, but That's he was right. surviving every day. That's right. He was Hitting killing the, it. Hooking up with hot it. chicks, and he wanted that no, 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 detective. No, 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 no. He was hooking up with a hot chick. And he wanted that detective, who was kind of hot. Kind of? Yeah, she was hot. But that show was terrible. You, you just hating, man. I'm telling you, man, Haterade on sale at Walmart, ain't it? For oh, man. I'm telling I told you. Oh, that's I get right. You go to Sam's Club. That's Sam's right. Club. Sam's Stop Club. playing. Still get it for hate 50. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, okay. You just don't need to be hating on Morris Chestnut. Stop playing. All day. Really? I hate on him all day. All day. Why you got your mouth all up on the mic saying it like it's like Gerald Levert? Come on, man. I wish I knew a Gerald Levert song. I would sing it. All day. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, this dude's been... Are we related? We are. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Ladder 59. 
Uh, ladder 49. Whatever. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you're looking right at it. I'm looking right at it. You're 10 ladders off. Reading, reading is fundamental. Two can play that game. Hey. He survived in that. It wasn't a survival film. Whatever. <laughs> Circle of life, y'all. He lost his wife and delivered a baby. After you do that, you good. And 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 not easily broken. His woman was dogging him. His woman let hit her mama dog him, and he ain't even leave. Didn't cheat nothing. Then at the end, he told everybody where to go, and everybody was like, "Okay, baby." And it was over. That's taking a W. That's right. He never loses. Well, 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 well. <laughs> now that you have been reintroduced to this, what are you thinking about Mars Chestnut? Well, I think Ruben needs anger management <laughs> or a support group or something. Because <laughs> he is feeling some type of way about Mars Chestnut. I don't get it. What? What's with all the hate? Like he said, all he does is win, win, win every day. Okay, that sounds like a personal problem to me. <laughs> I mean, well, Ruben, you'd be all right. That's what Mo said. That's what I said. Oh my gosh. That's but apparently, funny. that's just funny. <laughs> anger management. That was good. Yes, our support group or something. Maybe there's a support group out there. More chestnut haters. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. Morris Chestnut Haters uh, Group. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's That's... a group out there like that because I think it's got one member. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> President and CEO. He's <laughs> 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 a That was good. Oh my gosh. That was good. But see That's now, a... but see now. We're going to go into some more hate. Uh, now, uh, he says mm-hmm. that is it isn't Morris Chestnut level hate. That's what he said. Okay. But he has a serious problem with Christopher Robin. And I know how you responded. <sighs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know how you responded when you heard this podcast when I was done with it. And I was referencing it. And you were looking at me like... I know, because I was listening as y'all were doing it, going, what the heck? Yeah. Well, we're going to let y'all know. Again, if you're a first-time listener to this, this is a a top six good taste of who Ruben Brown is. Mm-hmm. Funniest moments ever type of show. So this is our second one. This is his vitriol, and that's the word I used when this was recorded, for Christopher Robin. I know, right? (laughs) But I want to understand your hatred and vitriol for Christopher Robin. He sucks. That is not reasoning. That is just like you throwing something on it. Okay. He's moving on. Here it is, man. Here it is, right? Please. Please. I'm a big Wayne Pooh fan. Yes. Who's not? Tigger sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Let's one at a time. I mean, here's the crazy part about the Tigger situation. Like, when I was younger, I didn't like Tigger. But I was a lot like Tigger. I was bouncing around, full of energy, blah, blah, 
I didn't relate to that dude. I, I think I thought he was an imbecile. And but you he said was. you were just like him. I mean, with the energy part, I wasn't an imbecile. But Tigger's an imbecile. He just did. He he he's I mean, literally, man, he goes around and messes up stuff just to be like, oop, I did that. Yeah, you did it, you jerk. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I have never on, heard man. someone talking about Tigger with such a harsh language. He's a jerk, man. Tigger's uh, a jerk. Okay. And all he did was come around. He and he picked on Piglet all the time. He was a bully. He was a jerk and a bully. So he's a jerk and a bully. Hey, he picked on Piglet, dude. And that's and you can watch cartoons. Proof. He picked on Piglet all the time because Piglet was short. You know what? You're not wrong about that. The couple of episodes I did see. Okay. Yeah. All right. He did pick on Piglet. Yeah. Okay. He, I mean. He was he was a different word that I'm not going to use, but yeah, he, he's that guy, man, and I'm not a fan. And me and me and Winnie the Pooh, we got some kinship, you know. He's always trying to calm the situation down, and then trying to calm the situation down, crap happens. Usually because of Tigger, you know. <laughs> and then and then here comes Christopher Robin coming in. Who did this? It was Winnie the Pooh, says Tigger. So we do him under the bus. Really, really, Christopher? Because eventually this has got to level out one way or another. Okay. In China, four months. Well, actually, we're already in month two and a half. Yeah. Well, actually, so, Boo Love gave me her phone, Dr. Fauci. I would hope that by November we would have things under control that we could have a real degree of normalcy. That's Dr. Fauci. I think he's just being nice about it. He's trying to put it out as far as he thinks. Because I think November, he is right. My hope is that this will all kind of die down. Because they've they've expected Virginia to reach its crescendo in April, not in May. Really? So that's changed because Bulo told me June. So all of that's May. changed. It was May for Virginia. But they expect it to reach it their crescendo in April now. End of April. So I'm thinking NBA... My hope is the NBA is back in, in some form or fashion by July. Um, I think public gatherings will be interesting for a while, but I think Christmas will be unaffected. I think that we will be back because after you know you, six months in the United States, I think is I think, and I'm not anybody special. I think six months is the furthest it can go until you start talking about extension level event. Okay. You know? Right. I understand. Um, the economy is what it is. Um, I just can't see. I just can't see longer than six months. Okay. I mean, because I think that for the most part, the majority of people in America are doing what they should be doing. Yeah, and that number is increasing, actually. We're starting to behave and take it seriously. So I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So I think it's going to run through. I think New York, I think the, excuse me, the upper half of the country is going to crescendo in April. So you're talking about this month then? Yeah. I mean, because if Virginia's crescendoing this month, and Virginia, we've really only been 
an issue for about a month. Right. So because they hit as hard and fast. Well, I don't even think they hit as hard. I think they just hit, you know. So basically, if you're trying to tell me in two months, Virginia would have reached its apex, then you're telling me that by May we should be falling down. So I'm thinking May June. The problem is, I think it hit once again. I think it hit the the top half of the United States really hard at the beginning, but the bottom half of the United States not as hard. I mean, Texas, Texas, Georgia's got some stuff. Of course, Florida is just shut down. I mean, because just the people who live in Florida, you know, the the age of people who live in the majority of Florida, you just got to shut Florida down. So, I mean, I just think the problem is if the businesses can survive, I think in May, middle May, we will have, because pretty much we will have gone through what we should have gone through and we're calming down people start going back to work and stuff like that new york is the trigger okay i mean but how i mean where are they in this whole path what what trajectory are they i think they're in a crescendo right now i think they're at the top and i think i haven't checked new york's numbers lately but i know it looked like they were trying to level off you know but the problem is new york is a dense area with a lot of people so even though their numbers say this there are a whole bunch of people who haven't been tested but can't every state say that yes but the problem is in dense areas like for instance i have family in new york you know on my mom's side one of my great one of my aunts you know she's like 95 okay like i hope she never leaves the house uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say that's taking care right so it's like it's stuff like that, man. And they are literally on top of each other. And so what you when we define New York, when we talk about New York, we define it really as the five boroughs, Long Island, Staten Island, all those. That's New York City, yes. Right. And that's where the concentration of this is. Not upstate, not really. Yeah. I mean, upstate, not as much because you have more land, you have less people. Because this thing attacks where uh, a multitude of people are. I would probably say the positive thing in Virginia is that we saw it coming. I feel like we started sheltering in place before a lot of the country did, but I don't know. I can't say. I mean, we we had, I think, 15 to 20 deaths in Virginia so far. So, Really? I thought it was more than that. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was around there. I mean. We've had 130 deaths in Virginia. Yeah, that's why I thought that number was real small. What? Yes, sir. It's been, I mean, we, we, like so I said before, I said we got hit hard, like right away and, in, and like fast. It's like, boom. Well, first couple of cases were confirmed and then like people started dying. So, yeah. And it was all concentrated on a peninsula. You have New York, New Jersey, Michigan. Wow. And they got Detroit. Michigan at 1,300. Yeah. Massachusetts, 600. California, 500. That's not bad. Pennsylvania, 400. Louisiana, 700. Illinois, 600. Florida, 400. Texas, 226, but they've had a whole bunch recover. So, I mean, yeah, the least affected is Utah, 13. 2,000 confirmed, 13 deaths. See, man, unless you go firing squad, man. You, you <laughs> oh, no. Utah. Are you serious right now? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> No, Ruben. No. 
<laughs> Just stop. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Let me quote you. Stop it. <laughs> DC only 32 deaths. Now that is impressive. That is impressive because that city center is pretty big. And actually with DC, you really have to include a lot of suburbs around there. Mm hmm. Because you know, you know, Kevin, they still live in Alexandria. Yeah. And see that as far as I'm concerned, that's DC. West Virginia, five. Okay. Wyoming, zero. Well, I've been to Wyoming. I get that. Me too. I mean, I, I completely understand that. I mean, it's called land and no people. Exactly. Don't break down. Triple A ain't going to be able to help you for a minute. Nah. Like South Dakota, Montana, North Dakota, five, six, six. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii, seven. That's interesting. It is because Hawaii is kind of populated and it's an island. But wait a minute. Could could they stop people from coming in or leaving though could they shut the state down because it's an island faster then it, well it, when planes got shut down i assume that stopped it well yeah i forgot about that part yeah i'm, I'm thinking that's why hawaii even though it's, it's dense they didn't have a lot of problems because they just shut the stuff down and it was over maine 16 makes sense. nebraska 15 makes sense uh anything i hear is crazy delaware 23 such a small state and it's really yeah, kind of rural 1200 too. confirmed though but 173 of those have recovered i will say this about delaware um they get a lot of philly traffic a lot of people working in and out of pennsylvania and stuff like that uh so i get it from them okay kentucky 79 really hey well, how about y'all shelter in place down there jerks see what i'm just saying that's what it is <laughs> They got 1,400 <laughs> confirmed and 79 people have died. Wow. I mean, really? In comparison, that's crazy. Oklahoma, 1,800 confirmed, 94 people have died. Come on, man. Stay at your house. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, the percentages just don't work. Tennessee, 5,101. That's nothing. And Tennessee is dense. It can be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, you because know. Because like Knoxville, Tri-Cities, Nashville. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, New York, 180 confirmed, 180,000 confirmed. Yep. Who have it? Yep. 8,000 deaths. Yep. Hey, how about we shelter in place? That might work. Well, when you get, I mean, it's they five, six million strong, man. And this is within like, I mean, this is like Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Long Island. Yeah. And, and it's not that, it's not that big of a place. It really isn't. They're all on top of each other. I mean, United States, it, I mean, I'm going to sound real callous, I guess, even though I'm not trying to be 525,000 confirmed, 20,000 deaths. Pretty good percentages as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, you know, depending on you know, who you talk to, that's well, not I, cool. Well, I understand that. But at the end of the day, when you look at it from a bird's eye view, those I'll take those percentages. That's like 5%. Yeah. So like April 2nd, it was a spike. And we're kind of going down now. It's glad to hear. I am glad as far to hear. as new cases go. Right. But when it's all said and done, until you can get home testing, it doesn't really matter. Because you know what? Here's the scary part about all of this. A whole bunch of people probably have had it and it's gone. And you don't even know. Yep. Because everybody's not uh, not uh, giving off symptoms. Some people are asymptomatic. And is and it's all different in everybody. Yeah. There's some things that are similar, but I mean, I could have it right now, not even know it, but I don't feel anything like negative. 
True. I'm just trying to do what I do. True. I mean, I mean, you're you're exactly right, and you're right when you say that's the scariest part because it's not like if you get it, there's some sort of uni- universal reaction to it. Yeah. You know, it's not like outbreak where you start bleeding out of your eyeballs and everybody know what time it is. It doesn't work that way. Or like you said, you might just be a carrier, be like, right? Hey, I'm hanging out, I'm bouncing. Exactly. But you know, what are you gonna do? It is what it is. Wow. So we already talked about the economy before. It's the economy hasn't seen the worst of it, but when this is over, we're going to feel it. No one's really paying attention right now. And I can kind of tell by different indicators, real estate and stuff like that. But when this is over, man, you talking about some people still buying houses though. See that. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, those indicators are sort of fake though, because right now it's, it's like, it's like when people rally right before they die. That's what it's like right now, because I'm telling you, there are a lot of people out of work or their work has been interrupted in a way in which affects them. And you have all these companies out here and God bless them. I mean, I just got a, a, an email from farmers saying we're going to take 25% off of your, your insurance premium for the month of April. And, or like state farm is doing the same thing. Everybody's kind of falling in line. That's great. But at some point, somebody has got to pay for that. And for people who don't have jobs, yeah, they can't pay for that. And how are they going to catch up? And then, the, and then the uh, the domino effect starts. You know what I'm saying? It'd be crazy, man. Yeah, my insurance didn't do that for me. What? Well, you better change insurance. <laughs> I just paid that thing. I mean, well, you might get a refund. You might get a credit or refund next month. That because the, the, the email said that, and the email said if you've already paid your premium, you'll see a credit for it next month. Progressive about getting the gear. They, yeah, because. Farmers and State Farm all over it, brother. They ain't trying to lose nobody. Exactly. Because without us, they don't have a business. And in situations like this where we don't need you, they got to do something. And then the public opinion after the fact, I remember because you didn't help me type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Some people just don't care. Exactly. They're going to kick flow to the curb. Strong. That's why I went six months. I wanted to see how they're going to do me in six months. <laughs> Did they do you right? Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Um, well, stop tra- piling. People are still buying toilet paper. Yeah. I don't understand that. Stop buying toilet paper. <laughs> you're not going to poop because you get the coronavirus, <laughs> corona night, COVID-19, man. You're not pooping. <laughs> well, any more than usual. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Closing of schools. Let's talk about that for a second. It's funny that before we didn't have benefits for kids in school now hey we have this computer hey we have this tablet what hey we have free wi-fi it's gonna be hard to go back man it is but i think don't you think some people would be glad for to go back to school because kids are tired of seeing parents parents are tired of seeing kids it's not even about that going back to school day it's about the fact that we have the technology to improve our children's education and now because we have to use it, we are. It's like, why are we gonna go back from not having it? Yes, each child should have either a Chromebook or whatever, or a tablet or something. They gotta sign it out, parents gotta pay a deposit. Whether it's $75 or $100, whatever. Whether they pay it you know, throughout the year or at one time. Every child gets this and it's yours on this tablet 
you get free what you get wi-fi on it and we've locked it down why can't kids get that after this well they may be able to because again we have to wait some of this stuff we have to kind of wait and see because the world is never going back to, to the way it was on december 31st night 2019 it's not we were talking about that on the podcast that we uh, boo and love and i did yesterday that life is dead and i think there are a lot of things that are going to change because of it like we said last night it's almost like you know how life was on september 8th 2001 mm -hmm. that life was dead it never came back it's not ever going to come back for the good and bad so this is no different so i think that you might have a chance to get exactly what you're saying because now now that we you know we've raised the benchmark or the benchmark is completely different life is going to be better and or completely different yeah hey guess what they're talking about make kids go school year round you know what might be time to institute that okay what's your reasoning because if you're going to school for three months because i think because i know some some places do it now like in north carolina they have a couple counties doing it now they go to school for like eight weeks they get two weeks off i think it's eight weeks eight weeks ten weeks they get two weeks off then they go back to school for another 10 weeks you know and that sort of thing and that way you know kids are still going to school ultimately the same amount of time but there's not a two-month gap where there's no school well for retention's sake that's a good thing and then on top of all that the biggest thing that has been just quote unquote not discovered but quote unquote discovered is that there are a whole lot of children who don't have ways to have food they depend on schools for food for at least breakfast and lunch that's rough you know and I was talking to some friends about it. I am cool with upping the amount of food stamps or EBT or whatever it's called now. I'm cool upping that. What I'm not cool is upping up the welfare money. I ain't cool with that. Well, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Nope. Two different things. Well, I know it's two but different it, things. But, but it, if it's not, it should be. Well, all I'm saying is I'm, I don't know if there are two different things or not. But what I'm saying is mechanically they're almost the same so do you so what you're gonna have to put in safeguards for it is what i'm saying so people don't abuse it from from what i understand is the more children you have the more money you get makes sense no it doesn't it does make sense well let me change that it does make sense but i'm not here to give my money for somebody just to sit at home and have children well, that's what the safeguards I was just talking about. You just you yeah. just said it. I don't think they have safeguards like that. That's a problem. Then. You can't do that. That's been a problem. Maybe it's time to fix it. Just saying, you know, it's going to be real interesting. We'll go back to politics for a second. How the people who are running for office, whichever office they're running for, not just the president, your Senate, your Republic, your, your representatives, your governors, your Senate and representatives for your state. It's going to be very interesting how they run their race in the fall. True. Because do you really want to try to run the race of, let's go back to what it used to be? Because this is proven that what it used to be don't work. 
Well, some things will will perpetually be broken. This might be one of them. But I mean, like I said, this is the best time for people to change their minds and change the way they behave. I just don't think people can be trusted to do so because we're people. I agree. I just think that for me, the one thing that needs to be focused is the education part. The educational part needs to be a huge focus. Right. But we can't even use the lottery for what it was supposed to be used for. So you think that that's actually going to happen? Come on, man. Be real. Somebody's got to make it happen. True. But it's likely not to. We as people should demand it. We can demand all we want to. But guess what? We don't we don't matter. We do. But we really don't. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a male or female that's running the country or running you know, said office that's going to make decisions based on what they think. And even if they think like you, that doesn't mean the person who actually signs off on it is going to sign off on it as is because those people have constituents and or have their own agenda. So it's not likely. Well, and I'm going to disagree with that as well. Okay. Because the one thing that I've heard about in all this craziness before all this started, mm-hmm. the COVID-19 stuff started, was state rights. Yes. Lord knows, we're going to be a sanctuary county. No, you're not. Because the state's going to either not give you money or you're not going to be a sanctuary county. I mean, it's one of the two. So you can see it vote all you want. But what's all said and done, if Newport News decided they want to be a sanctuary county, sanctuary city, and the Virginia was like, well, if you're a sanctuary city, you ain't. we're not sending you any more money, yeah, it's going to change real quick. So here's the thing. Use that quote unquote state's rights thing for stuff that we need to use it for. If you're going to work this hard trying to save your guns, how about trying to work this hard so your children can be better educated, who can do better for themselves, who can go to college and take care of all this so they can make the country better than it was than when we're hearing it. Because we've and shown by behavior that we're not going to do that. It's always going to be about guns. I and, know. And, and see, that's the problem. You know, I agree with you. But until we get out of our own way, we will never be better than what we are. But that's what I just finished saying. We're not going to get out of our own way. I just didn't and say I it very succinctly. I mean, I we, think we could get out of our own way. But people could that, do a lot of things, but it's not going to happen. I think the people... I think the people that we put in office, look, if both, if a Republican and a Democrat, and let's just throw a third person in there as well, decide, you know what? We're not about this gun stuff. We're going to be about education. We're going to be about this. Now, we may have our own thought process on how we're going to get that done, but this is going to be our focus. You got to vote for somebody. And that's what I'm saying. The the thing that what I'm saying is, you know, the next president of the United States is going to lead the country into an era that we've never been in before. My personal opinion is I wish we had a third candidate. However, you know, a lot of it really is going to depend on who Biden puts as his running mate. And I'm just going to be very honest about it. It needs to be somebody young. I understand. It needs to be somebody who has lived through the good and the bad you know I don't care I almost don't care who it is but they have to be able to capture the American people 
it's very interesting how we are run by a group of people who are the minority of the country. How so? Well, I think it's a, well, I don't know if it's a fair, no, it is a fair statement. It truly is. It's a very fair statement. The statement is that there are a lot of people who are ready for something more new than what we had. And that's been proven in the last one, two, three elections. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Hillary lost, she did pick up the popular vote. Yes. Now, because of the way we elect our presidents, that don't make crap. Yes, absolutely. Well, it does to a point. It means something to a point. But then once that point's done, it doesn't mean anything anymore. There are a lot of people who are ready for us to take that next step. I personally think that both people so far who are running are not that next step. However, Biden can change my mind depending on who he runs with. That's going to determine if Biden wins or not. It's not going to be him. It's who he runs with. And see, there's always big business. There's always old money. And there's always I'm better than the people. And that's what we've had for the last three and a half years. And that's why it was so important for that type of person to get in office for, for, for some of those people. But for the majority of the people, that's not what we needed. And that's not what we need. So it's just going to be very interesting how everybody runs this race. I feel like if Trump runs a race like he ran last time, it's not going to be as effective. However, Biden has to run a race that's similar, but very different than his. And I feel like, yes, you have to target some big businesses, but you have to be smart. Get the smart kids who know how to win the race. That's how Trump run, run, won the race. You know, he, did, he didn't win the popular vote, but he won the electoral vote. And that's what whoever he hires to run his race, he needs to get that person to be focused on that. This is what we need. It's a guarantee we're going to get this, 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 and this. So, of course, the quote-unquote swing stakes, that's where you're at, you know? Biden's going to get California, and Trump's going to get Texas. That's what it is. You know what? who's going to get what? So you have, a, what is it, 11 states out there, 10 now, because Virginia's, Virginia's clearly blue that you have to focus on. Stop wasting time. Make it happen. But run a smart race. Understood. I need somebody, I need somebody to give me some intelligence in this. Please. I understand what you mean. I mean, everything you said is right. I'm not even disagreeing with any of it. The only thing that I'm saying to you is you can have the greatest plan ever, but there are so many people involved and so many people that can derail you in whole or in part that it, it unless the perfect storm is just lined up in such a way, it's just not going to happen because people have their own idea of your idea. You know, if you go too young, then they go crazy. If you go too old, they're too conservative. No one wants to do what's right. But then how do you define what's right? And once you do that, it gets really murky. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you at all because everything you're saying is true. My fear is, is exactly what life has shown me. It should be no matter how good the idea is, there's someone or some people or something out there that's going to run it through their filter 
and decide whether they're going to change it or stymie it completely. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. And I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to eliminate what you can. And Fox News is it. But they don't even like the president. So I don't even know what, what? their deal is. They love the president. Eh, they're days. There are days, but by and large, they love them some Trump. I mean, my wife will tell yeah. you that. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those things where they're going to have to make a decision. They've already made it. I mean, well, we'll see. Because Trump hasn't shown his, he hasn't done very well in this crisis. He hasn't. Actually, but he's done but, horribly in this crisis. Well, that's your opinion because I told you two, two podcasts ago that his approval rating actually has risen significantly. Oh, yeah. Just saying. I mean, you have to take all of these things seriously. And I believe in my heart what you just said is the exact reason why pe why he's the president now. Because people didn't take him seriously because he did something poorly. That doesn't matter. You have to respect your opponent. And you can't think just because he did one thing wrong that it's over. It's not. Oh, no, no. You have to you have to take him seriously, man. Just because you think that he handled this handled this poorly, there's a twelve hundred dollar check coming next week, and some people look at that and go, uh, "Wrong answer. Keep it moving." So I'm saying, the only thing no, I hear you. The only thing we need to do is to take care of our business, and I believe doing that with vigilance will help us get some get help us get him out of office. Otherwise, it's going to be just like it was in 2016, man. And I also say this: one thing that has been—I think I just mentioned it—has been news this year. But Nancy Pelosi is crazy, and and I understand that. But I will say this: only Nancy Pelosi could have done what she did the last year. Nobody else could have done that. Truth, truth, because that was, yeah. And like her, yeah. And her super petty is on super petty. Like, her, <laughs> wait a minute, I hold mean, up. Her super petty is on super petty. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, just between. I mean, when you gotta fight the pettiest dude on the planet, you gotta. You just petty. gotta. You, you gotta, gotta be petty. I mean, you just gotta Kyle Kennett like eighty-five petty times. <laughs> I mean, that dude. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Eighty-five petty times. <laughs> at least. At least, man. It's oh. a lot to get to that level of petty, yo. Our president is the pettiest dude on the planet, without <laughs> question. <laughs> what are they doing in um, Coming to America? Our king to be. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> that petty is on 100 trillion, 100,000. Wow. Yeah. So basically, he's petty Google. Man, he's pettier than Google. Wow, that's a big number, man. <laughs> I mean, he is, man. Plus one. Plus so, one. so because he, because he got to be the he is the pettiest dude on the planet. Period, without question. Hey, well, I'm just saying, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, well, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't break that. I didn't bring that down. What is that? I didn't, I didn't dismantle. I didn't know that I was dismantled. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, you're lying. <laughs> no, because right. you did it. Because you already said you dismantled it because Obama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, literally, that was your only reason for disbanding it because Obama put it together. Exactly. I dismantled it. I mean, the only thing left from Obama is the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> and I'm shocked that that 
is still there. Well, he tried. He tried mightily to dismantle that right Man. away. He tried he really hard. Yeah, he didn't I get mean, it done, but he tried. He put in the old college try for that for sure. Man, and you can say what you want. Obama is just like that is my tombstone. That's never gonna be moved. Not at least by that dude. No. Like he put he put his whole back into that. Yeah, he really did. And man, that yo and soup. I mean, super Superman Petty tried. <laughs> he just couldn't get it done. Wait a minute, it's Superman Petty. <laughs> yeah. This oh. dude tried to fly. He tried to fly the world reverse, trying to get that redone. Wow! He still so he couldn't say Lois Lane. <laughs> I mean, he did everything but. <laughs> oh my goodness! You are killing I mean, me with this. What he did? He did. No, no, I'm I not mean, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're killing me. <laughs> oh my so, god! So, okay. So back to my original thing. At this moment in time, Nancy Pelosi. Has my support. True. For the first time in life. And that's the fun part, man. I've never had to have that conversation. Good I for did you. have one conversation with mom. Um, one Christmas or Thanksgiving, I can't remember what it was. We went to Dale's house for Thanksgiving. It was oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. And dad was working. So me and her drove to Dale's house Thanksgiving and stuff and all that. And I believe she asked me pretty much point blank. Like, why I date white girls? And so, um, like Dale's wife is Spanish American. Okay. Kevin's wife is white. <laughs> and at that point in time, I introduced um, a white girl. You know, I was the first one to bring it home, so I started it. it they closed. It was the all your fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> so, I was making a joke with her, and. Whatever. I was like, you know, have you ever heard the term that sons want to date someone like their mom? Okay. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Ouch. No, no. What? No, it's not bad. Okay. No. But, you know, it's just like some of the girls that we've dated and they married have characteristics of you, you know, the heart and all that stuff. Oh, this is not you making a joke of it. No. Okay. No, okay. Not That's why I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's like, you know, we look for people who have positive characteristics that you've shown us that the woman that we should be with should have because, you know, you were an excellent judge of character. And honestly, you know, you were the first woman in our lives. <laughs> Truth. So it's what it is. And she was just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> she just just dropped it. I was like, I mean, that is I mean, a mic, because, that is a mic drop answer. Yeah, I what mean, because I mean, that? you know, I think because I've never been raised about color, and you know, I went to Peaseburg High School, which is about ninety-seven percent black, and then I did four H, which is about twenty-five percent black at the time. So I got both spectrums, sure, heavy, you know. Um, oh, in school, in high school, I was just a regular dude. I knew everybody. Everybody knew who I was. Right. I kind of stayed out of trouble, whatever, whatever. And 4-H, you know, I got to a point where I started holding some state offices. My whole junior year, probably 
literally at least once every once every two months I was out of town for a week right. for some 4-H stuff and to the point where one of my teachers were like Mr. Brown we have a test on this such a day are you going to be in, in town for that and it was all excuse so I was like well let me check my calendar yeah I think I'll be here for that <laughs> you know and this is front of the class so he makes a joke about it in front of the class um, but yeah so you know I was lucky enough to be to come in contact with just a bunch of different people. You know, I'm six, 16 or no, I'm 15. I'm taking my first flight to Chicago. I'm going to National 4-H Congress. And I met someone from Canada. I met some girls from Puerto Rico. I mean, yo, man, talk about a, a smorgasbord of different types of people. I fell right into it. And, you know, so for me, high school wasn't necessarily tough. It was just different. I didn't talk like everybody else because one of the things, one of the special talents that I had in a young age is I would pick up accents. And I would become, like, literally, I would start talking, mimicking the people I'm talking to. Right. So then eventually it becomes part of my accent. Yep. So literally I would I would leave Petersburg, go somewhere for a week, come back talking like the people who I was hanging out with. Yep. You know. Some jokes ensued. But it's what <laughs> it is. But you know, but my thing was I was very much, you know, I crossed my T's, I dotted my eyes. I, I didn't talk slang until like I don't know 11th grade like when I had a sentence it was a sentence there was it you know there's a beginning there's a middle there's an end and there's a period like literally that's how I talked eh whatever it, it, it was, it was kind of weird at the time but you do what you gotta do so yeah I mean the whole race thing was never a big deal for me. My parents never, you know, raised me anything about race and stuff like that. But yeah, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, that was her fault. She got yanked up. She should have just left. But <laughs> she's there on the clock now. If we don't hear from her again. <laughs> and certainly we will be looking for her. Well, the funny part about it is imagine the question is, would she, would she have been in Las Vegas at the draft? And he got picked. Well, and why would she? Mom, she wouldn't have been in his lap at the draft, though. You know, you get your table, you get a couple tickets. Well, you okay, mom and dad. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Sometimes a girlfriend's there. So if you get to go to the draft, that's a big deal. That means y'all in there, in it to win it. True. Um, but yeah. The other thing I want to talk about in the draft was um, Henry Ruggs III. I think that's his name. Did you see what he did on draft night? Is this the one that was wearing a robe? Yeah, man. Why a was white he wearing robe. a robe? <laughs> Yo, he was different. Yo, I'm just like, he's on a This dude's in a robe. He's like, I'm at home. I'm comfortable. You know, he had on his nice watch and his girl was there. 
and the dudes in a robe. I laughed at that. Oh, I thought bro, that was funny. You know what? I I can't be mad at him. I mean, you're at home, man. You're supposed to be comfortable. I ain't mad at him. I, I can't be mad. I just can't. What? <laughs> I can't. The biggest floss of the night, man, was Jerry Jones. He was on his yacht. Yeah. Really? A $250 million yacht? Well, actually, Boo Love and I were tripping about Cliff Kingsbury. You see what that dude was? Man, that dude got oh, a I, I was going to talk about him. That house is banging. Oh, my goodness. And, and I believe he is without wife. He's single? I believe he is single. Wow. That house is banging. Man. Yeah, he had the fire on outside. And we ain't want nobody. Five degrees. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he had no computer. He was just—he'd probably looking at a big old screen TV. Yo, old boy, I was watching um, Good Morning Football yesterday, and old boy's like, "Yo, man, that's the thirst trap for real." I was weak. <laughs> he said, "That's the thirst." Oh, it was nope. It was ESPN. And it was Ryan Clark. He was like, yo, 